Robbie, Matt, and Woody on the mic tonight because you know I know how to make a house party ride. And if you want to make it flow all night long, you know what? Just bring the beats, the bangs, the brew, and it's on. Till the break of dawn, that's what we're jamming to. You know we can and will. Ain't nobody standing still. Freaking on the floor, and you know we're going to be sweet. You know we can repeat like Jordan going to three-peat. Three fly brothers here to freak the funky floji. If you're my homie, better holler like you know me. We're still going down, so sound the alarm. We're about to drop a bomb that won't do you no harm. Third time's the jaw, but it won't be the last. Run, tell your friends how we all had a blast. We can't stop, son. You know we're going to rock, son. We're going to party till the cops come. Oh, here goes. And welcome to the 87th episode of Throwback Hoops. Woody V is in the house. As always, follow the show on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. Please rate, like, and subscribe. We appreciate everyone's support. You would have just heard me drop some bars from Kid and Play's 1994 track, Make Some Noise, from the House Party 3 soundtrack where Kid made a reference to Jordan winning his first ever three-peat. And as always, I'm joined by my brother, Robbie Clayton. What's going on, man? How are you, mate? It's good to see rapping Woody's back. He hasn't been on the show for a little while. It's, it's, uh, it's nice to have him back. Well, your daughter said that she missed that, right? So I thought, you know, let, let, let's, let's bring that back a little bit, right? <laughs> nice. So we're joined by a very special guest today. Not only is he a good friend of the show, making his third guest appearance on Throwback Hoops, but he's become a good friend of ours. He's the godfather of the Sydney Kings. You'll not meet a kinder, nicer human being than this man. So in the words of Ahmad Rashad, I'd like to say, what's up to my main man, Maddie McQuaid? What's going on? <laughs> I love it. i got to start by saying I'm, I'm getting serious Rodney O 1990s vibes with that rap, man. So you did extremely well. So Thank yeah, you. I appreciate you, that. You got us in the mood. That was fantastic. And, and thanks appreciate for the very, very kind introduction. It's, it's always great to be on with you guys. And um, even though yeah, Rob doesn't really want to be here tonight because we know what we're talking about, Woody, our yep, team, sure. right? For okay, sure. and Rob, uh, but then Rob's got the look. I, I give him credit. He's rocking, you know, my other team. You know, I, I always say I'm the great dichotomy. You know, on the one hand, I'm, I bleed green and white, and the other hand, I green purple and bleed purple and gold. So, you know, it's it's a bit crazy, but uh, yeah, no, it's great to be here, and always love talking hoops with you guys. And, Matt, I'm not going to rob you of 15 years of dedication to the Sydney Kings. It was 1979, not 30 years, man. It's more like 45, right? You know what I'm saying? Well, that's the, the funny thing in the, in the round table. I think Adam said, <laughs> oh, you know, you've been involved for 30 years. I said, no, nah, man, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> it's a lot longer than that as far as Sydney basketball and the NBL is concerned. And you're right. It's, it's pretty frightening because, as I also said, I became Tim Morrissey last month. As in, I turned 55, which is insane to me. And every Kings fan knows that was Tim Morrissey's number, also AC Earl's number, when uh, he had that little short-lived stint with us. So, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I don't feel... I don't know what I'm supposed to feel like. I still feel like a kid sometimes, to be honest with you, so, which is good. Yeah, hopefully it means have got a bit uh, further to go. AJ, nothing but a number, man. You're only as old as you feel, Maddie. So you've got a nice shirt on there, which represents a, a, a beautiful ball <laughs> club. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about what you're wearing there? Yeah, I mean, it's a bit boring compared to what you guys are wearing, but uh, it's the 25th season anniversary of the Kings, and um, which I actually was the chairman of selectors for the 25th anniversary team, um, which you've obviously got someone who was in that team as a starter. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, um, 
every so often I, I wear it because it, it kind of reminds me of my connection to this club and how it all started. And I, I remember so much of it from the start in, you know, when they, even before the first season in 88, you know, I've, I've never forgotten when they first announced it, which was 14th of October, 1987. They announced that there was going to be this team called the Sydney Kings and the two previous teams, the Supersonics, Sonics, Sydney yeah. Supersonics and the West Sydney West Stars were no longer and they were going to merge uh, and become this new team, which of course really, you know, uh, look, people may scoff, but it changed history. I mean, it changed everything as far, as far as the NBL is concerned because before 1988, we never, ever had, I mean, Sydney basketball was nowhere. I mean, there was one year in... Uh, 83, which was the super, the great Supersonics team with Owen Wells out at Alexandria that uh, was awesome, uh, won 16 straight in the regular season. But other than that, maybe, I mean, the two Sydney teams made the, the playoffs in 86, but they went out immediately in the first round. But really, the the connection, the media, the corp, they didn't care until the Kings came about in uh, 1988 and started what's been an incredible journey for me, uh, being one of the very first season ticket holders and, and still holding a season ticket for them. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it's been amazing. And, and you're right, Woody. I mean, it's, it is also a reminder of how old I am, definitely. <laughs> all the service you've given to the ball club, it, it doesn't go unnoticed. And all us Kings Kings uh, diehards, we, we, we appreciate everything you've done, man. So good oh, work. You. Good on you. All right, Robbie. I know Matt came on the show and, you know, you decided to, you know, you know, bring out all your Celtics gear. So, you know, why don't you get into it? Yeah, Tell the audience a little bit about what you, what, what you got going on there, man. <clears throat> As I mentioned to you both at the start before we started recording, I've had a shocking migraine today. So my reward for that is to record with two absolute Sydney Kings nuts. So that's going to be my head hurt even more by the time we there finish with that. But no, absolutely. I wanted to rep a couple of Celtics jerseys like I did, um, you know, last time in honor of uh, Matt, the big Celtics fan here. So the one I'm hanging over my shoulder, you can probably just see it over there. Um, it's a D Brown uh, green Celtics champion Jersey. Um, so a little bit about D Brown played 12 seasons in the NBA after getting drafted by Boston at pick 19 in the 1990 draft out of Jacksonville. Um, spent most of his career with the Celtics before finishing off his playing career with Toronto and the Spurs. So he will be remembered as a 1991 NBA dunk champ, doing these ones, uh, but was actually a pretty underrated player, I think. Um, ended with a career averages of 11, 2, and 3. Um, post-career, he had a number of <coughs> coaching roles. Um, the 54-year-old is currently working in the front office at his former college, Jacksonville. So a bit of a blast from the past with um, with D Brown there. Got a little got trivia a question on. I've got a yeah, trivia sorry. question I'm going to get Matt on with as, as well. I've yeah. done it. Yeah, yep. nah, and all good. And the one I'm, yep. I'm wearing, obviously a legend of the Celtics. I'll stand up and show you this one here. I know Matt's going to like this one. <laughs> Robbie, for all who can see, is rocking. Truth. Yeah. Matt, Matt, will, Matt will tell you the truth, man, the truth. The mother effing truth, as um, Shaquille O'Neal called it. Exactly, exactly. It all. So, yeah. I was just going to say, Robbie, just interesting story with Dee Brown. I actually met him, and I've got, I've got a signed cap of him and Danny Manning, of all things. <clears throat> oh, they they, came, out, they, they came out here. Mm, they did. Yeah, for one of the NBA jam things that they were doing. Yeah, and I remember that's that's right. I can't remember what the shopping where, what shopping centre it was, but they were there. And I actually, I mean, I, I had a 1980s and still have an, an 86 Celtics cap, champions cap. And I got him to sign that and Danny Manning signed it as well, even though he never played for the Celtics. So it, it was quite quite funny. But yeah, D, I mean, you've you got to talk about the shoes, man. I mean, the, the pumps. 
I was thinking of that ad today. Hey, D, D Brown, you know, he's, yeah, the Reebok yeah. pump ads, you know, Dominic awesome. had him back in the day as well. So, no, very, very good campaign that one was. Well, look, I'll talk a little bit about um, the truth here, and then I've got a little bit of a trivia question for Matt before I wrap it up. So, um, look, just a little bit about the man named The Truth. As we mentioned, Shaq uh, dubbed him that in 2001. Um, look, an absolute legend. He played 19 seasons in the NBA after getting drafted out of Kansas by the Celtics at pick 10 in the 98 draft. Played with the Celtics from 98 until 2013 before ending his career with short stints with the Nets and Wizards and then finished off in his um, his birthplace of California with the Clippers. Um, look, if we're talking accolades, he's got plenty. So, uh, namely, NBA champ and finals MVP in 2008. He was a 10-time All-Star four-time All-NBA and was named as a member of the NBA's 75th anniversary team. Um, he also, um, interestingly enough, only had one game over 50 points, which I looked at today, which I was a little bit surprised about. Um, 2006, when he went toe-to-toe with LeBron. Um, look, an absolute legend, someone I really liked. Um, what do you think about him, Matt? You, would you say he's a, a top 10, definitely, definitely a top 10 Celtic of all time? Or it's, it's a pretty hard, tough list, yeah. isn't it? Well, yeah. That's the thing about the Celtics, right? Because you, you've kind of got your five, which... Mm. You know, I mean, there are people that um, mix and match the five. He's got to be close. Yeah. I, I think he's um, – look, because of the Celtics was such a dynasty and then the, the, the Bird, the Kale Parrish, DJ Ainge Celtics, particularly the 86 team that I always go crazy about, um, was such a, a dynasty at the time. It's – you know, but he was – you have to think about it because he you – know, the, the, the points he put up, the great battles he had with LeBron, LeBron at his peak, you know, we yep. will never forget those. Uh, winning that championship, which kind of cemented his legacy, really, as a Celtic for all time, uh, and what he had to go through because he, look, he played on some pretty crappy teams. I mean, mm. God, I saw him play in that team. I've, I've told the story before about being in the TD North Garden and, um, you know, it wasn't even full. It was like the, the place holds about, what is it, 19,000. There was only like about 12,000 there. But awesome tickets and watching them play the Clippers. And, I mean, the Celtics, they won that game. They were terrible. That was the Rick Pitino Celtics. And he, yep. he was part of that. He was, I mean, he, he played for some bad teams. So getting an opportunity to, you know, go to the ultimate was just reward for really a guy that was an incredible servant of basketball. He's probably in my top 10, I would say, you know, yep. because you kind of look at where he ranks all time in a lot of categories for the Celtics. And he's right there. Um, certainly the best got, Celtics for the oh, player for the last 30 there. years as well, right? So, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he and KG, I absolutely adore. You know yeah. I mean? And KG's a funny case because he was only there, what was it, four seasons, I think, four or five seasons. Mm-hmm. And yet he had all those years in Minnesota. Yet when he came, it was kind of like, Minnesota who? There's <laughs> KG's a Celtic. <laughs> and, of course, he moved on and did other things, you know, played for the Nets and all that after he got traded. But... Um, yeah, I think he's an all he's an all timer as well, as far nice. as Celtics are concerned. Well, my trivia question for you, Matt. We did this last time when I was rocking the Dana Barros jersey. I asked you since he'd left, um, uh-huh. who wore that number? So basically, D Brown finished with the Celtics in '98. Um, there has been ten players that have worn that number seven for the Celtics. Obviously, a pretty well known current one. How many of those? How many of those yeah. can you throw at me? Uh. Uh, probably none at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you were so good with the, the, the Dana Barris one. There's quite a lot, I've got to say. There's a few that I was like, wow, I couldn't yeah, have forgotten well, about them there. The obvious one is, the obvious one is my guy, um, Jalen, uh, Jalen Brown. So, yeah, yeah. you know, and I say that's, that's uh, yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, oh, I couldn't, oh, I have gone completely blank. 
<laughs> well, I'll, give him, I'll give him an order. A lot of point guards here. So we've got Kenny Anderson, um, uh, Tony right. Delk, Chucky Atkins. This is the next one I completely That's probably about. why, because these guys, yeah. yeah. Tom Gugliotta, completely. Love Google Eyes, man. The, the, Love next, Google. the next one you remember pretty well, Al Jefferson. So obviously yeah. he was in that trade to Cookie Monster, Cookie there. Monster. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, Mikey or Mickey Moore, I never know which one. To Love, that, my so most improved Moore. player, 2005, um, one, maybe. One six, of your yeah. favourites, Woods, Marquise Daniels. Uh, Love, Mar got his jersey, man, got yeah, his jersey. Indeed. Love Marquise, man. Then, oh, just I, just I just remembered, I know who you're going to say, Jared Sullinger, right? Yes, correct. Uh, so he, was, he was hang the on. last one before Jalen Brown. There's one more before him, so the uh, one wore it between. Hang on. And another big, big one. Oh, yeah. hang on. Indiana. Mm -hmm. Played for Indiana. Portland. Uh, yep. Oh. God, see, um, this is what happens when you get to fifty. He was actually in the news this week as well because yeah, Jermaine O'Neill. That's Jermaine why I remember. Jo, yeah. Jo, yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. And the reason he was in the news because Buddy Hield, of course, is changing his number from the Pacers from twenty-four to seven, which is Jo's number, and Jo kind of thinks that it probably should have been retired there, which possibly it could have been. But yeah. Anyway, no, I thought that was probably a, a, a trip down memory lane. There's a few, you know, unremarkable guys there, but yeah, obviously Jalen Brown's wearing it with um, with a lot of pride at the moment. So. Well, good stuff. Well, that's my little Celtics wrap for today. But well, you got me. You didn't get me the time before. You got me this time. So there you go. We <laughs> came up with Sasha Pavlovich last time and yeah, all these random yeah. players, man. I don't know why. It was weird. Anyway. All right, Woods. Let's start the Sydney Kings fest off. Who are you man? Go Cats. Are you talking about the Cats if you want? <laughs> Woods you got to be excited up. about them. Look at Woods. Oh, definitely. That's of a course, nice jersey. Uh, again, four, my guy. Yeah. 44. That's my guy. Shout out to our friends at Throwback Store who came up with the remake of all these Kings Classic jerseys recently. I managed yeah. to grab Another of my guys, Mike Lazarus, the yep. man himself. Yep. So and, and, and you told me the Godfather. Uh -uh. The Godfather yep. is his dad, Andrew Lazarus. Yep. I call him the Godfather because he literally is the Godfather of Sydney basketball. He, amazing man. I mean, he's – yeah, uh, it's, it's he, go, he goes back to when it all started like me. Only he was – you know, he put together the team, the original astronauts, so – yeah, Andrew Lazarus, shout out to him and shout out to Mike, who's just yep. a fantastic guy. Love him. So instead of me going through his accolades and everything and talking about Dwayne, <laughs> um, you want to hear some stories? Maybe not. Uh, I don't know if Dwayne would want me to tell the story, some of the stories, but anyway. I, I will tell you one thing, though. Like, <laughs> I, I think I've told this story on the show before. Like, we, I think it was 91 or something. They had the, you know, you had the banners in the crowd. You'd, you'd, you'd create banners. and Yeah, and, great. It was great know, times. The and back then there was that ad, um, you know, R. McCain, you've done it again, right? So I came, I came up with my dad, Dwayne McLean, you've done it again. And I literally spent all day with my mom creating this beautiful banner with all the, like, McCain's, like, uh, logos. And <laughs> Dwayne McLean, you've done it again. And That's then right. Channel 10 came and interviewed me and stuff and said we loved the banner and stuff. Awesome. But I was must, must have been seven or eight years old. But you, you said earlier, Matt, something that rung out to me in, in 1988, you know, basketball was nothing in Sydney and New South Wales. It didn't mean a lot, right? Yeah. It was really, for me, 1991, you know, that team you took, spoke about, Tim Morrissey, Damien Keogh, Kenny McClary, you know, yeah. Dwayne McLean. You know, basketball was the forefront of everybody's minds in 1991 when Dwayne McLean joined. You know, he was on billboards and, you know, everyone knew who Dwayne McLean was just as, yeah. as much as you would know the footy players or the, you know, the the AFL players or the cricketers, you know? Uh, and I think we've, we've come back to a point in time where basketball is really at the forefront of people's mind in New South Wales, but I don't think it's ever going to be like it was in that 91 period. Well, I mean, you yeah. talk 91, you're right, yeah. but 92 was then yeah. completely, yeah. It, blew, yeah. it just blew the kingdom come. And it was because of him. Yeah, I mean, that's, sure. you know, he, like I, I always say, he was the Michael Jordan of yeah. Australian basketball. He was. Um, 
the way he played, his charisma, um, you know, obviously just he was everywhere. And you talked about, you know, where he was. I mean, this, this is the only guy in the history of this country who had his own shoe by Reebok, the blacktop. They yep. that was his I shoe. Remember. Yeah, yeah. We're talking, I mean, Reebok in there, like even now, it, it, that would be a, a huge deal. You know, if someone from Nike, if someone got their own shoe from Nike, you know, an NBL player. This is an NBL player got it from a behemoth in Reeboks. Extraordinary, 92. Um, and, you know, I mean, look, obviously, full disclosure, I, I've um, known him since 91. Um, I got, I was very close with him and, and have stayed close with him, even though he's in Florida now, but saw him. He got, he, he actually came and commentated uh, a half of an inner West mm. Bulls game with me, which was fantastic. And just to see him, I mean, I, I look, he's, he's like a brother. You know, I love him to death. He, he's one of those special people that you meet in life that you're very fortunate to meet. Um, the stories I could tell probably a whole bunch not for publication, but what I can say <laughs> is that I've never, ever seen a more magnetic, charismatic personality who people adored, no matter where he went. He was like the Pied Piper. He, Everybody loved him. Everybody wanted to be the D-Train. And you're talking about, and I mentioned the shoot, the McDonald's ad, that was another one, you know, with the, with the little kid and takes the kid's fries and, you know, it's, it calls it Mickey D's, which is what they call it in the US, and the kid says... You know, thanks, Mr. McLean, but you've got to call it Maccas and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, the, the City Rail, massive posters, catch the D train, all the other stuff he did, and, the, you know, driving, driving the celebrity Grand Prix in Adelaide and all, like, it's just millions and millions of things. Had the most popular nightclub with Rodney, he and Rodney, yep. which was at Kinsella's back in the day. And, you know, oh, God, I could tell you some stories. Holy cow. <laughs> So you're 55 know. now, so let's come back there. I don't know. 20, 20, 24 year old Matty McQuaid? Yeah, yeah. So you were on the stage rapping back then, you know? Oh, God, he pulled me up once. Oh, that was embarrassing. <laughs> I can't rap. It's like I can't jump. You know, this is almost the same. But yeah, he, it, it was, was a magnificent time. And in yep. 92, I always say, you know, look, the Kings, unbelievable. The crowds are phenomenal. And, you know, the last, the last two games, of the season, the two grand final games, 18,000 plus both times. Incredible, unprecedented, record-breaking. But 92, man, we had, what was it? I think 10 or 11 consecutive sellouts. And where it was, the centre of the CBD, Darling Harbour, the whole thing, the pump house, Darling Harbour, Chinatown, everything, you know, that was the, it was an event every single night. And it was because of him. And the stuff that he did. And, and I saw it all. And I, I went on road trips pretty much everywhere with him. It wasn't hardly a place I didn't go with him. And, um, yeah, and, and again, and, and then going on the road and after the games that we played on the road, my God, some of the stories I could tell about him and, and, and Rodney, for that matter, but keep that quiet. <laughs> nah, it's all good. And, and it was just special. It was like, look, yep. you know, people talk about the Bulls, right? And that, look, in a smaller way, it's not the same because, I mean, MJ's MJ. And that whole thing was like a circus. But let me tell you, when we were on the road, I mean, it was crazy, man. we go out afterwards and, holy cow, any city you want to name, like people were just all over him. Amazing. All over Dwayne. And the and other Kings were sort of there as well on the side. I don't think there's been a basketball player that's had that kind of influence on popular no. culture you know no, not and, exactly because yeah. he transcended it that's yeah. the, 
that's the key that people who weren't around then. Yep. And people, I think, oh, you know, rose-colored glasses, all that crap. But I mean, it's I know, I know I was there. I was a part of it. I remember it like it was yesterday. You know, the, the times that we all spent together. There was a whole group of us. You know, um, you know, including a certain former. Uh, president of the Illawarra Hawks, you know. The, the, Dory Kodahi, yeah, I know, man, yeah, yeah. And, and his brother, who obviously we're very close, and then, you know, Craig Moller's agent, Tari Martin, who's yeah. my best friend in the world. So we were all, that was our group, and Dwayne. Did, you know, Raj, did you know Raj B, by any chance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we knew them all, man. Yeah. I mean, was, yeah, it was just, yeah, it, it's just one of those things. I, I, I uh, you know, sometimes sort of look back, I've got, I've actually, I mean, there was a, look, Give you an idea, the I think it was was it the Herald, the Sun Herald, or the Sydney Morning Sydney Morning Herald. They um, created I think it was a sixty-eight page season preview, which I've still got. I've actually still now. I want to talk a little bit about the NBL Blitz. What's going on in the NBL at the moment? So I thought I won't spend too much time on it, but let me touch base on the Corey Webster situation. Uh, everyone who doesn't know, basically a. Uh, uh, a message got put on Twitter where someone put up the LGBTQ flag and said, what does this make you think of when you see this flag? And Corey Webster replied with something along the lines of uh, mental illness or mental health or something along the lines of that. Um, Robbie, maybe I'll throw to you first, being Perth Wildcats guy. Do you think that the Wildcats dealt with, dealt with this appropriately and the NBL did? It's a tough one, isn't it? Look, firstly, <clears throat> I mean, he's been a guy that's been a bit outspoken. I kind of feel bad. I'm not going to stick up for him. I do really like the guy, as you know. But, I mean, there's no place in saying stuff like that in today's world. You can think it, sure. No one can, you know, tell you what you can and can't think. But there's just no need to put those sort of things, you know, in the, in the public eye for everyone there. Um, look, I think it would have been difficult. I know, obviously, they're playing against Adelaide last night. Isaac Humphries is on that team. We know, obviously, Isaac Humphries... Came out last year. I think that could have been a very difficult situation had they been playing them. And um, wonder if that made a you know played a part there. But I think just disappointing is probably the the best word I can use to describe that Woods. Yeah, uh, we we talked about it on the roundtable. Yeah, we did. Yeah. You know, and, and it looked disappointing is a good word. Um, it, it still happens. It's it was just po- it was a pointless comment. It really was. I mean, look at the end of the day, and and this is the thing I said that they're all players are given social media training. And it's it's one of those instances where just don't hit send, dude. We, we don't need to hear it. It's not necessary. Uh, what does it do other than create a firestorm? You're playing for a high-profile club, the gold standard, as you know, Robbie knows I call them. And, um, and he's had, look, this isn't the first time he's done something like this. He's had four. But it's, why do we need... You know, it, it, it's you've got your belief. Look, you're entitled to your beliefs. Let me put that out there. I don't ever people. You're entitled to your beliefs. Whether or not I agree with them is another story. But what I don't appreciate is you, as a member of a club and representing the National Basketball League, putting that kind of view in the public domain. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I thought the Wildcats handled it pathetically to start with. I thought, you know, the the the, the statement they came out with was really weak. Speak on it, Matt. I honestly believe that, you know, and, and I, I, they needed to be stronger yep. um, with it. Now, standing him down was the smart move, but again, it's just a... And, and look, it's not, and this is, I also said this, that it's certainly not a fireable offence. It's not, you know, even a finable offence for me. It's just, it was just absolute abject stupidity. 
to hit send and send that comment out. I mean, what's the point? What was the point of it? You know, we don't need to hear it. Yeah. What and, and, and as Robbie said, it's incredibly disappointing. And the problem is it casts a pull over, you know, the Wildcats, the NBL. You're in the news for the wrong reasons. And particularly after Isaac came out as publicly and as bravely as he did. Um, and, you know, what cracks me up about guys like Corey is that he's no doubt played with guys of the LGBTQ community in his past without knowing it. So, yeah, it's really... Yeah, I was just, just going to say there's an NRL... Old school stupidity, you know, really not good. I was just going to say there's an NRL player recently that took a photo and put it on social media of him having, you know, drugs on him. Then you see um, Corey Webster doing this. There's not a lot going on upstairs with some no. of these guys, right? Like, no, come on, like not. how stupid do you have to be, right, to put it in the public eye? Yeah. Um, so it's just Keep careless. it to yourself, dude. Like, yep. keep it to yourself. We don't, we don't need to hear it. We don't need athletes. You know, I'm, I'm very... Look, athletes, you know, you for the right reasons. Social media can be great. It can be fantastic. You know, I mean, some of the connections I've made are just extraordinary over the years. But, man, it can be a freaking cesspool at times, and that's what... That's the sort of crap that drives me nuts. If used wisely, you speak about relationships developed. Our relationship has been developed with you across social media. And, you know, sure. now we've got this great relationship. So it can go both ways. I agree yeah. with you, Matt. 100%. Um, all right. So let's move on quickly. I've been really impressed with Tyler Cook, man. You know, he's come in. <laughs> he, he's, he's a beast, this kid, right? So uh, what he's bringing to SEM, and you thought Alan Williams is out for a bit. They're going to struggle. But this guy has, hasn't missed a beat. So... Uh, Matt, maybe I'll throw it to you, man. How impressive has he been for SEM? Oh, unbelievable. It's like, you know, you, you lose Alan Williams and you come up with this guy, another NBA player. Yeah. Who uh, just, you got to love the way he plays. You know, like Alan, you know, Max Energy uh, crashes the boards. He's a scorer. Um, he looks like he enjoys playing. He looks like he works hard. You know, he's, it, it's, uh, and he's a replacement player, man. I mean, if this is an audition for some other team and there'd be a couple of other teams looking at him very carefully, they'd have to be, right? Because he's in, he's in country now. So, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens when, when Big Source comes back and this guy's potentially around and available. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Robbie? No, he's definitely been impressive. I mean, what did he have? Twenty nine and nine against um, your Kings the other night. Um, I told you, Woods, I'm quite high on this Southeast Melbourne team. Um, obviously, I wasn't at the start. More of the than others, yeah, yeah. You more than others. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, we know it's going to be a pretty competitive team. It feels like every team's really, you know, loaded up this year, with the exception of one that we're going to talk about in a second. <laughs> yeah, no, I wonder yeah, who that is. Cook, yeah. <laughs> Good segue, right, Woods? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Tyler Cook was like this at the end of that Sydney game, and I was thinking. You know, I was talking to Julian O'Brien, you know, your, your, your boy, and I, and I was like, yep. J.O., is he, is he talking to the NBA scouts in the crowd or is he talking to another NBL team, man, potentially? So let's get to that team, right? Uh, I noticed that Jamal Franklin was released today, I think, right? And I heard about your thoughts about him on, on the roundtable, Matt. Maybe he was an NBL funny, already. Funny about that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a shit show. What, what's going on here? I mean, they had Randall it's last disaster. year. You know, this guy obviously had some issues in the Filipino League before coming here. Um, where, where, yeah. where to? Where to? <laughs> they get me started on the PBA. I'm thinking, oh my god, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not, it's not the greatest resume when you, your last stop was the yep. PBA. 
Yeah. Really? So, I mean, where, where to from here? You got to, I, I know you and CJ. They're, they're a disaster. Relationship, they right? are, yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, yeah. look, you know, I mean, I got someone criticised me um, on Twitter. And, look, I, I take the criticism. That's fine. That saying I should have gone harder on CJ, you know, and as a coach, um, when I was sort of, you know, questioning the, you know, Jacob Jacobus is, is he, oh, well, it wasn't a question. It was more of we will find out if he's an NBL because we, we don't really know still. You know, this is that was all, all. That was the only point I wanted to make. We don't know if, if Jacob is in it because he, haven't, he hasn't had a run at it. I mean, Simon Mitchell talked to me about it. Said he hasn't had a run at it, and he's right. He hasn't. So this year, with the team that they've built, I think he will. But getting back to Adelaide, I, I don't think CJ's been given the horses. I mean, you look at the three guys. I'm not a fan of Jacob Wiley. I, I, I just, I don't think he's an elite player. Trey Kell, I think the jury's out on and him. Injured too much last year. Now, I know, getting back to Simon, he really likes him. And, and I did as well. But he didn't set the world on fire. Yes, he was injured a lot. But, you know, sometimes they say the best ability is availability. He just wasn't there. He's already injured in the you know, the preseason. Um, and then this guy, Franklin, I, when they picked him up, I just shook my head. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Like, that's just the ultimate budget import. When they needed to make a huge splash a huge splash, and but you know you, you just wonder about the money situation with with Grant Kelly. You wonder yep. about how that whole front office is being run. Who's making the decisions? Because the team they put together is a team that can finish last, and that's really unfortunate. Because Adelaide is yeah you know, they did so well with their crowds last year and the engagement at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre, and they weren't great, you know. And and maybe part of that might have been due to to Kai Soto and. And, um, yeah, they had – look, Antonius Cleveland was terrific and Robert Franks had his moments, although, yep. you know, they never played D. But, yeah, it, it, it's – I'm, I'm really worried for 36 fans because, you know, unless they pull out – you know, oh, they need – if they're going to go the point guard route, because I believe they will. They do. They need to go that route. They need to go that route, for sure. But I'd, right? I'd um, cut yeah. Wiley. I'd, Tyler Cook, instead of Wiley next to – Isaac Humphreys, are you kidding me? Oh, give me that all day. I just don't rate Wiley at all. I mean, five, six years ago, he came, it. played with that energy, right? Yeah. It's a long time since he'd been here, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, then, I, yeah. I, look, I, he was – you're right. Energy is a good way to describe yeah. him. But uh, you're right. It, it was a few years ago now. Yeah. And I, I just – I the word the words I used were, do they move the needle as imports? And they to me, they don't. No. And then you've got Mitch McCarron. You can't play him at point guard. Just turns can't. the ball over. I've been I mean, I've been criticised for it. Oh, you know, look at the look at this system. But yeah, but look at the turnover numbers. Look at his look at his ATO ratio. And then you know, and tell me if he makes anybody better. And I love Mitch McCarron as a player. I, you know, people think I'm, I'm I'm harsh on him. No, I'm harsh on him. I'm not harsh on him. I just think he's playing the wrong position. I, I just don't see him as a point guard. You got Jace Cadiz, probably the best point guard on the roster right now. But Jace is at a point in his career that you know you can't put. And I love him, obviously, and, and I've known him for many, many years. But I've always said he's like a Lou Williams, super-duper six-man type. Yep, I agree. You know, and, and that's where his best position is. So, and you sort of look at the rest of the roster, obviously getting Isaac back, and that's that's a coup. Um, even though, you know, we, we all know Isaac's injury history has been yep. problematic, although he did well last year. So that's always a, a worry with him. Um, but uh, just hey, the way that team's been built is just... Yeah, I, I'm I'm really concerned um, for their future this season. 
Well, I messaged you last night, Woods, didn't I, when the Wildcats were up 31-4 to four and said, oh, this Adelaide team's basically an NBL shocking. 1 level. Honestly, that's yeah. the first thing that came to my mind. They were struggling yep. at some of the top NBL 1 teams that are going around. So, yeah, they're the one team that I think is going to really struggle this year. I think every other team has looked like they've, they've improved. So it's just yeah, you, you can be – There are pos- you're absolutely right, Robbie. There are positives for every other team yep. bar that one. and. Yep. And, you know, getting back to CJ, and he's going to be under – it's his last year of his contract. He's going to be under enormous pressure as well. And, you know, I, you just look at them and say, how on earth are they going to make a run to even a playing game? I mean, that's the way it is right now. And that – I was – literally, my while well, I'm watching that, Robbie, and my mouth dropped, because that, that, in that 31-4 to 4 run, that was a team that just didn't look like they cared or – understood the game plan or were prepared to work or prepared to play D any number. And you're thinking, okay, yes, it's only preseason, but as I've often said, preseason is about standard setting. If that's the standard they're going to set themselves this year and God help them. They were, they were making turnovers and just um, standing there at half court. I mean, you yeah. know, Woods and I have played together for years. What's the thing I always say, Woods, on our team? What do, what do you do if you make He yells at me right? when I turn the ball over. You'd be, <laughs> be the first one down oh, the other end to try and make up for it. That's all I say, right? And like, that was something that Adelaide were not doing last night. They were turning it over and just standing at half court and watching a yeah. Wildcats layup line there. So, yeah, big concerns there, I think. Yeah, I hope I just, they can turn yeah. around because, you know, everyone knows I me, mean, my, my relationship with CJ, my relationship with his dad. Um, all of that, and um, you know, and again, he's what's he been? He's been given horses. Now he may have had something to do with selecting the team. I don't know. I, I don't have the answer to that. But um, the team they built, you know, it's it'd take a hell of a coaching performance to get that team above five hundred. In my well, opinion, well, I I read today that Trenton Flowers is going to be moved to the three spot. Well, it should be. So that's another thing because yeah. you know I, I I'm I've been told by a couple of reliable sources that. He was um, guaranteed yep. the cert- certain minutes, but also to start at point guard because they felt his agent felt like that was the best way to get him more attention from an NBA perspective in the upcoming draft. But he's never played point in his life, and we saw the outcome of that. You know, in the, in the early game when against New Zealand, when he got absolutely destroyed and turned the ball over like seven times, it just looked like he couldn't even dribble. Yeah. So, yeah, it, I, but, it, it, yeah. the wing. The wing is his position, and that's that's where he's got a. The know, kid's got talent, and that's what his future. That's, no what his, that's what his future. No question about that. No is playing the three spot, right? Yeah. Um, and, and you know, getting a guy, a Shannon Scott type, to run this team is probably something that, that they could do with, right? Like a veteran point guard who knows how to run an offense, get them into their sets. I think with they their, need that. That's true, but with yeah. their with their talent, yeah, you're right. But with their talent level, it, yeah, it, that's true. More, it more needs to be a Jalen Adams or a Derek Walker Jr. <laughs> for, for that's sure. what they need. They need one of those guys. Yeah, they yeah. absolutely do. Yeah, but they can they? Can't, can't have one of them because we got him. Yeah, yeah, the but, Kings have got him. But but you know, that's the sort of splash I thought they were going to make, Woody. You know, budget, budgetary cons- budgetary constraints, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, you know, but look, how much do you think they played? Robert, uh, paid Robert Franks or Antonio? Yeah, Gordon that's true. That's last true. Last year, and you know, Kai Soto didn't come cheap either. Yeah. I know, I shouldn't have mentioned him. <laughs> I'll get in trouble. You can't help him, Matt. <laughs> no, I know. Oh, he's gone. What a shame. But, um, yeah, it, it's uh, tough times, unfortunately. Well, if they can bring in a floor general, get rid of Wiley, as you said, and bring in a Tyler Cook type, then that, that, that would be different. change. Yeah. yeah. And, look, you mentioned it. Flowers has got talent. And yeah. I, no, I'm not, knocking, I'm not knocking his talent. I'm just knocking the fact that there's no way you put him in as a point guard. 
expecting yeah. to run at teams. I think the whole country agrees with you on that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Adelaide fans do. <laughs> All right, so let's move on really quickly. I wanted to ask you guys one takeaway from Blitz so far, maybe a team, a player, something that stood out for you guys. So maybe, Robbie, I'll throw over to you first. Well, I'm going to put my Homer hat on here, Woods. Well, of um, course you are. Of course you, know, you are, man. very high on, not <laughs> yeah. just because I got to commentate him last year, but someone that I think is really fitting him well, and that's Ben Henschel. Oh, man, ah, I hear that. I hear so, that. Yeah. He, he had pretty Great. like Great. You know, small minutes in the first game there, but last night against Adelaide, so we should oh, mention man. the time of recording, Wednesday the, the 20th of September, um, last night in that big win over Adelaide, the 19-year-old put up a line of 17-4, 3 and 2 steals in only 18 minutes, so he looked really good out there, I thought. Um, I think we spoke, Woods, because you came and watched that game when Hills played CLB. Oh, man, He's I did. sneaky too. tall. He's a lot taller than Connie. Impressive, of man. Impressive, man. Yeah, yeah. I really like what he's bringing to the yeah. Lockets. He's a, he's yeah. a good defender, long arms. He's got an improving shot there. I'm just really excited. He's probably going to be that first Wildcats jersey I'll get this year. I'm liking that new Wildcats jersey, too. Wow. With a, little, a little yellow on the side. But, yeah, someone that I'm, I'm just really high on. So, yeah, Ben Hedger well, for me. Let, let, let me tell you a story about John Really. <laughs> When the Bulls were playing the COE at our place, I was calling yep. the game. And, of course, you know, really was talking all sorts of – was texting me all sorts of junk throughout. <laughs> but he was actually watching the game for, for Henschel. He loves Henschel. So, um, yeah, and I was uh, – exactly what you said. You know, just he's sneaky long, he's sneaky athletic, but yep. the IQ's off the charts. And like that whole team did under Robbie McKinlay, um, yep. When they were all together, uh, there's there's a level of hard work and intensity that's required with those guys. That's why they, I mean, the COE would have destroyed the competition had they all stayed together. In the finals, yeah. the, 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 the finals would have been a walkover because, yep. I mean, the Bulls copped them in the second round, and it was kind of like, oh, I'm watching it. And we actually did pretty well against them. We got done by about I don't know, 15, 16 or something. But you know, I was so impressed with him um, and another player that we'll talk about in a minute but yeah uh, that's a great call for you Benny Henschel. Matty? Um, I, I think that this what would it be maybe the third coming of Matthew Delavadova so Oof. far mm. I mean playing playing like a man with a point to prove playing like a man who still believes he can get to Paris um, and again the only it's it's only pre-season but I mean he carries it through and he stays out of injuries and he's playing like this, and we know how hard he plays. I mean, that's that's kind of a that's a pass mark for him playing hard. He just goes to like Damian Martin, you know. That's called the comp for him has always been, for me, that just that guy that plays, you know, above himself um, from an athletic standpoint. Uh, he was phenomenal, and so there you go. You know, I mean, I, I just think bringing him back and. Yeah, he talked to to Mick Randall, the Herald Sun, about it. That yep, he we had, yeah. he's yeah, and he's come back with a point to prove. And you know, it, it, like I always say about um, your legend Bryce Cotton, um, Robbie, when you've got a guy like that, when when Bryce Cotton has extra motivation or a point to prove, like he does right now, and the same thing for Matthew Delavadova, then look out the rest of the NBL. Sure. And he's, he's got a chip on his shoulder, as you said, right? And, like, you look back on that campaign that we just had at the World Cup, and we could have done with the Delhi, man, you know? Straight <laughs> up, we could have, right? So, uh, and his stroke is looking nice, man. His stroke that's is thing, looking right? nice. Yeah, that's always you know? been the question. Yeah. And he consistently hit the outside shot. And on what we've seen so far, yeah, it's, it's looking good. 
for me, boys, it's just this great Australian talent that we've got. You know, yeah. these young guys that are here in the league, Taron Armstrong, Alex Tui, Ben Henschel, you know, Rocco. I mean, it's awesome that these guys have chosen to come and play in the league this year and have that, uh, that Australian talent deciding to stay here. Um, it's just been amazing, right? Yeah, well, I mean, well, Tui, to your point, yeah. had committed to Gonzaga, you know, had, one of the yeah. powerhouses of the NCAA, uh, and the, the, the Kings talked him out of it. So it, there you go. Yeah, and then Zakarski, I mean, Zakarski, he could have had his pick of colleges. Yeah. I mean, guy that size, that mobility, could have gone anywhere he wanted to, but thought that the NBL was the best way forward for him. It's just great. Shout out to our boy Liam and the work he's doing with the Next Stars program as well, man. It's just yeah, yeah. amazing. Where it's at right now is it's, it's, it's dope, right? And all eyes are on our league right now, and uh, we shouldn't, we can't be more happier with oh. the way with the state of the, the league at the moment, right? Robbie, Robbie should bow down to Liam for uh, bringing him Alex Saar. Word up, word up. I mean, word oh up. my <laughs> goodness. Yeah. Alex Saar, holy cow. Look out. Oh, definitely, definitely. We've seen that, you know. These, these are the kind of intangibles that you want, a guy that can block shots and stretch the floor. You know, that kind of combination doesn't come, ver- come around very often, That's right? Second so, one. Yeah, word. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, so let's move on, guys. I want to talk about the Kings. I know I've been waiting for this since okay, last bye, year. You didn't need me for this. I'll come back in half an hour or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so let's chop it up. Let's chop it up. Really excited All for right. the Kings season ahead. Got my membership sorted right up near the floor at the Kings bench as usual. Where I used to be, where now they, they stick me up the back calling around. God, I'm starting to need glasses. I'm, I'm not kidding. <laughs> anyway, so I'm we're jealous, going- Robbie. I'm just that's just me being jealous of you. So there you go. So we're going for our second three beat and building a, a dynasty here, and I'm loving it, Robbie. And Robbie's like, oh, well, second three beat. What are you talking about? How <laughs> no, many championships you, you got? <laughs> uh, Ten, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think, Matt? On paper, how do you think this team compares to last year? Um, obviously, yeah, a number of key good. changes. Do you think they'll still have the hunger coming into this season? That's always the question, isn't it? Mm. Because you know, but there's been a lot of changes at, at key positions, right? So. It's, uh, it is fascinating, particularly the, the starters, obviously. Um, the bench pretty much returned as is, which was a massive key, I thought. But, uh, yeah, it, I, it, it's so amazing, you know, and look, Woody would, would know this as well. And I, I've, I've spoken about this often, just the funny parallels between the 0405 team, which was the third three, you know, the third team to win the championship and got the three-peat. And this team, in that 03-04, you had the greatest Sydney King ever in Matthew Nelson. He up and leaves, goes to Europe. This team, you know, last year we had the league MVP um, and one of the greatest, you know, established himself as one of the best Sydney Kings ever in Xavier Cooks. He, and the team was built around him just as that 03-04 team was built around Matty. He leaves and, and goes to Washington. So, um yeah, it, it, it is fascinating. And then you have to replace that. Well, how do you do that? Well, the, the Kings in 0405 were, you know, originally it was Benny Knight, you know, my great BK, friend, BK. BK, my brother. And, and so, you know, and he was fantastic. But really that, that team was made when they eventually, it took them a while, but they got Roland Roberts and Roland kind of Roberts, changed okay. everything, put him alongside Mark Sanford and away they went and um, destroyed the playoffs and won. And were perfect in the playoffs. They went five and zero in winning the championship. You know, this year the the Kings have again they, they've had some losses because the other guy, of course, was Ebi Arar that that lot that um, was in that 0304 team. who was obviously won the grand final for us yep. uh, in game five with that uh, shooting exhibition of his. 
So they they lost a lot of guys that were very key guys, particularly the guy that the team was built around, the same as this year. Um, how they've replaced him, well, I mean, again, Chris Pongrass is a genius, uh, and I'm not just saying that because he's a friend of mine. I think you just look at look at what he's done and look at the talent he's brought in. It is absolutely extraordinary how year after year after year they keep bringing in these guys. The only one negative ever with Pongrass was RJ Hunter, and I didn't like that. And I because I knew his background and I knew. There were, there were a lot of stories about him. And, look, you never see you never want to see a guy get injured. But I maintain if he didn't go down, there's no way the Kings win that championship that year. He just wasn't good for that program. That's the one misstep. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good strike rate. Yeah, so Chris Prongrass has been yeah. phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And then, of course, who they eventually replaced the guy with, my God. <laughs> so, think. you know, that's right. And you, you're at a point, again, where you've got three guys who are as imports who – could play in the NBA, and obviously one has, um, and not only played in the NBA, Denzel Valentine, but won the National College Player of the Year. And I love it when we get these guys that have played in these mega programs like Michigan State and played for these unbelievable coaches like Tom Izzo that Valentine did. Someone said to me, he's like, he could be the Scotty Pippen of the NBL, which is high praise. I, I, you know, I, I think... The question mark with him is is been the injuries because, you know, after after he was drafted by Chicago, he spent about four or five years there. Injuries have really killed him, and that's why he's been playing in the G League. He kind of faded away, a um, little bit of out of sight, out of mind with him. So he's using this year to try and get back to the league. Uh, I have said this, and I, I, I want to preface this by saying that I, I'm not saying that this is going to happen. I'm just saying there's a potential. That backcourt with Jalen Adams, former league MVP, and Denzel Valentine, former National College Player of the Year, first-round NBA draft pick by the Chicago Bulls, could could potentially be, at the very least, the best backcourt the Sydney Kings have ever put on the floor, which is when you consider some of the backcourts we've had over the years, you know, CJ Bruton, Jason Smith, and um, Damian Keogh, Dwayne McLean, and um, Shane Hill, and Kavossi, Shane Hill, Isaac Burton in the 96 team, for example. So that's I know that's a big statement, but like <laughs> those two on the floor together could be something incredible. And it's again, it's just potential. It's based off pedigree. It's based off past performance and potential, all the Ps. Uh, so, and then you, you lose Xavier and you replace him with DJ Hogue. Now, it's a bit of a concern with DJ because he's, he's hurt his shoulder and I've been told that it might be he might be out for a while, so that's that's a worry. Um, it is a worry in season. So obviously not playing at the Blitz, um, and given we're only what is it nine days until tip off in the regular season prop up. He look, I don't know for sure, but there's there's a thought that he might miss a few games, which would be obviously disappointing. But you know they they like again. There's the parallel to way four or five. We got off to a slow start then. Uh, back then, you know, the Kings might get off to a slow start. But if you want to look at the rest of the, talk about the rest of the roster, um, Woody, I mean, I, I think... Yeah, I think, I think for all the audience that are listening to the audio version of the show and that that can't see what's on the screen, I might just quickly go through the roster. Yeah. We've got new head coach Mahmoud Abdul-Fattah returning. We've got Jalen Galloway, Jackson McCoy, Angus Glover, Kuat Noy, Jordan Hunter, Sean Bruce, um, 
bring as as you mentioned, Chris Pongrass has done a great job bringing in some new talent. We got uh, Malawatch, who you guys are familiar with, the NBL one. Clara Samia, DJ Hogue, Jonah Bolden. All right, coming back from three years. My boy, uh, out of basketball. Uh, Alex Tui, uh, as we as we spoke about earlier, Jalen Adams, uh, Sam Timmons, and, and Denzel Valentine. You, you spoke of earlier. I don't know if you agree with this depth chart. I think Robbie's got a question later for you if if you agree with my depth chart, Maddie. But we got uh, I got Jalen Adams and Denzel Valentine in the backcourt, as you said. I got Jalen Galloway, DJ Hoag, um, Jordan Hunter, and then off the bench, Bruce Glover, Tui, Noy, Bolden, and then the th- third string of McCoy, Amir, Malawak, Gatona, and Timmons. So the first question I, I guess I've, I've got for you, Matt, is, uh, and you mentioned it earlier, our bench played a huge part in our success Actually. last year, right? A massive part, right? Yep. And, and as the Kings do, we like to wait a little bit to, to you know, shore up our imports. You know, you, we usually recycle imports and get two or three new imports every year. It's rare that an import comes back. So what we did first and foremost was to, to you know, go back and sign those guys on the bench again, yep. you know, Glover, Noy, etc. right? How smart was that move? <laughs> Well, it, it, it's funny. It, it kind of reminded me of, of what, you know, getting back to the Wildcats, and I, I, I do tend to reference the Wildcats a bit. Well, why not? Um, what the Wildcats did during their, their diet, I had this thought today that when that, one of the huge things they did was create that core group of guys. Now, it wasn't, they weren't necessarily, you know, bench guys. I mean, some were starters like, your, you know, your Damos and your um, Matty Knights and um, then your, your Greg Highs, Jesse Wag stuff. They were that core group for so many years, right, um, Robbie? And and I think the Kings have kind of recognised that, you know, and I mean, Woody just brought it up, that, that they do recycle through players. because, And the reason for that, because obviously you lose Dion Vasilievich as well, who signed that Exhibit 10 with Washington. So what you what you, you still have to have a core group of guys who, understand, who set the tone, who understand the culture, which is, you know, who, who generate the culture. Uh, and... That way, you know, you've you've at least got that consistency through the program. Now you're out, these are bench guys, but like Woody pointed out, I mean, Angus Glover was this close to winning MVP of the final series yep. for what he did, and that's just one example. I mean, Sean Bruce was great as a backup point guard. You know, Galloway, who again I go back to Simon Mitchell, he absolutely loves the guy. You know, it was just a matchup nightmare just with his length and athleticism. And that's going to be an interesting story because I've got some thoughts on that as well. I know, I bet that's where it comes from with uh, Robbie. But, uh, yeah, I, I, again, what can you say? Just extremely smart. And I think that was the philosophy. We want a core group of guys. This is our core group with the understanding that our upper echelon guys, and we've been public in saying this, are guys that are going to be sought after by the NBA, by you know, EuroLeague teams, whatever it might be. We want to help them get to that level. So there is going to be, they've, they've come out and said it, there is going to be that turnover, but you still need consistency. You know, for, not just for your program, obviously for the fans as well, because the fans, it's that connection. You, know, you and I have talked about that many times, Woody. Yep. Know, the connection you felt with the Kings when you first came. For exactly sure. the same thing. Yep. I think this is the same situation as well. Well, Matt, the guy in charge of trying to get some of these guys to the next level, of course, um, Coach Abdul Fattah there, um, how do you sort of see him adjusting yeah. to his first season? What sort of style of play are you expecting from him? It's like, it's like you know, the, the Kings have recycled so many. I mean, it's incredible to think how many coaches the Kings have rolled out mm. over the last, what is it, six seasons. You know, I mean, and he'll be, I think, the fifth. I could be wrong, but, um, you know, it's... Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? It just sort of comes with that... Un, that great unknown, 
what I, I mean, look, I haven't spoken to him as yet. What I have heard that um, great guy, you know, very positive, you know, very energetic. Um, uh, the, the guys have taken to him extremely well. I think um, he's come out and said he's going to play a very up-tempo brand of basketball, much the way, much the same way that Chase. Yeah, we've seen that in the blitz already, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I think they still have some work to do. The thing about Chase is he had a very, he had a defensive mindset. Yeah, he was very up and down, but it was all about we, we've got to get stops. That's what he was about, and we don't know what you know Mahmoud's philosophy around that's going to be. So. They might not be as good defensively as they have been in, in recent years, but they might be better offensively because you replace Justin Simon, who, look, unbelievable defender, but you know he's, he's not your primary. He's not a primary option as an import. Yeah. You got three guys who can absolutely destroy the league. I mean, we've seen it with with DJ. We've seen it with Jalen. Potential of, of Denzel is you know incredible. So you've got it's it's more focused on the imports and then the core group of of bench guys as the backup. And then, of course, the, the great X factor, Jonah Bolden. So let's talk about that real quickly. It's a good segue there, right? And Jonah, like, you know, he's been out of, out of the league, out of playing basketball for three years. I must say, it's, it's very nostalgic, just nostalgic to see the name Pinder on the back of a Wildcats jersey yeah. and Bolden on the back of a Kings it is, jersey. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome, man. But... He's, I know Bruce has been speaking to Derek Rucker about how he's ready to go. He's, you know, he's yep. primed. But yep. what kind of impact can he have on this Kings ball club, right? Yeah, it's it's so interesting because it's one of those. It's the ultimate low risk, high reward signing because yep. it's it's not like he's coming in despite his pedigree. I mean, a guy that was on the fringe of Australian you know, play, playing for his country and obviously went to UCLA, was drafted by the Seventy Sixers, and the romance around that uh, and Brett Brown and all of that stuff but then kind of fell out of love with the game. You know, that, that's the reality and hasn't played for three years. But when you, as you said, and when you look at the, the physical stuff with him, though, 6'11", athletic, can shoot the three, um, can rim protect. I, I'm, I'm saying, I'm not saying he does all these things now. I'm just saying this is what he was. Runs the floor incredibly well for a big man. Uh, but when you see him so far in the blitz, yeah, this is a guy that hasn't played a, a, a genuine game of basketball at this level for three years. So it's low risk, high reward because they're not. I don't think they're paying him that much. Um, they, I mean, I'm sure he's on a decent coin, but it wouldn't be you know something ridiculous. And there's not an expectation really that he. Everyone's sort of more focused on Jalen Adams and Denzel and DJ and uh, what they can do, and then. Galloway and some of the youngsters they brought in, he's, he, you know, it's going to weigh one or two ways, but the Kings are so deep. You know, I mean, that's the thing. I, I Obviously, you know, purely selfishly, I want him to succeed. I've known this kid since he was 10 years old, you know, and, and I love him to death. <laughs> I mean, funny story, when Bruce and I were calling Kings games in the 07-08 season, um, Jonah and his sister Cairo, who, by the way, is now a fashion model, if you don't mind, doing fantastic work overseas. But anyway, I used to go go out the back of the entertainment centre and bring them back drinks and, and snacks and stuff. So, uh, yeah, so, so Jonah and I have been close for a long time. And, you know, it, it's um, I, I want to see him succeed so badly. Now, I'm, obviously, his father's very important to me uh, and has been for a long, long time. And, and same with Jonah. So I, I just hope that it works out. 
when Jonah was a little kid, he'd come with Bruce down to the brick pit in Thornley, or he'd Thornley, come down yeah. to, yeah, and they'd just be j- jacking up shots. I'd be there practicing, oh, yeah. and then oh, those really? two would be those yeah, two yeah. would be working out to the right. <laughs> and uh, Jonah was just a little kid back then, so I mean, just to see a Sydney product, you know, come back after, you know, as you said, he fell in lo- fell out of love with the game, did his crypto thing for a while and whatnot, and yeah. he's come back, um, and he's re- representing the ball club that his father represented and the city as well. It, it, it's nice. You wish him nothing but success. Absolutely, and it, yeah. it could be a fantastic story, right? Yeah. You know, and I mean, imagine if imagine if it blows up. That you know, maybe second half of the season, we start seeing what we did see um, before he left the game, and it, it's great for great for Australian basketball as well. Because I think you know we we've um, I think one of the things that the World Cup taught us is that we're a little light on for bigs at the moment, mm. so we can always use someone with that size and people will scoff and fair enough. I, I don't blame them because there's, there's nothing to say that any of this will happen, but it, I just think it'd be a great story if it does. Well, Matt, another name we wanted to ask you about, of course, um, Alex Tui, we sort of briefly mentioned <laughs> him at the start. So as people are you know, probably aware, we both cover the NBL one East very closely in our roles as commentators there. And look, yep. we saw that 19 year old, you know, firsthand, didn't we for COE just dominating this season there. Um, what are you expecting that he'll bring to the team this season? I think, you know, and, and Woody's depth chart sort of has Jalen Galloway in front of him. I mean, Jalen yeah, Galloway, no, I know, I know. No, 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 it's not. Yeah. And that, that I don't necessarily disagree with you because yeah. Galloway has superstar potential, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, and, and not just my opinion, but a few people in the NBL think he's going to bust out. Mm-hmm. We saw that in the first game of we the did. Blitz. You know, you sort of saw the kind of just the guy is athletically gifted beyond comprehension at times. He can shoot the three, and he's improving on that. Defensively, he can guard one through four, and he takes it a, takes it upon himself as a challenge. Um, he'll rebound. He'll he, he just flies down the court uh, and plays above the rim. So, you know, he he's an absolute star in the making. But this this kid too, he honest to God, I mean, look, Gonzaga just don't don't just go after guys. No, this is the thing. Like a, a program like that. They they saw they were really like pissed off that Tui um, decommitted. So that tells you a lot. And I just think the size, the the fluid. I love the way he moves. You know, he's very fluid. He's, he's sneaky, long. Again, another one like Henschel, sneaky, athletic. Um, does a, does an enormous amount. Plays both ends. And again, like all these COE guys, and I give Robbie McKinlay the coach. Um, he's also a friend. I mean, enormous credit for what he did with those boys. So I think he did a tremendous job. And because you can see the, the work ethic that's, that these guys have. And don't be surprised. Look, it's going to be a battle between them for minutes all year. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, Mahmoud's got his work cut out trying to get minutes for both of them. He may play alongside each other at times because, you know, the, there's, the, the Kings have got a very versatile roster. And, I mean, we know that's kind of been a philosophy of theirs over the last three or four years, they want to have guys that play, can play multiple positions. So, you know, Tui's a guy that can sort of play three, four at a pinch. Uh, but, um, yeah, young guy with massive potential. Well, let's talk about that depth chart then, Matt. So Woody obviously mentioned that before. He's got Galloway starting at the three. Yep. Do you think that will take place? Um, and are you expecting a big leap from from young Jalen this year? Yeah, I am. And, and as I said, it, but it could be horses for courses. I mean, yeah. there could be... And look, it, it is a lot to put on a youngster, um, but you can already see it. He just looks like he belongs. 
no, he, he looks like he's very comfortable at this level. And, and look, I mean, he tore the NBA one apart, of course, as he should. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, mean, he just, I was so impressed with him the, fir- the first time I saw him live. Yeah, I know. I mean, I heard you on the roundtable saying Alex Tui is probably going to start for this team. I'm like, oh, I just put the depth chart together. I put Jalen Galloway in the, uh, uh, and the, oh, at the starting right. at the three, and Robbie's like, okay, maybe I'll add that question in. No, but yeah, it's I mean, a good, it's a good yeah. question. And yeah. Again, it's, it's a hell of a good problem to have for, for Mahmoud, um, yeah. that he's got these two, these two young guys that are going to push hard for minutes in this ball club. I think it's good that so many yeah. of these Kings guys have played NBL one in the off season as well. We oh, I couldn't agree know, more. Tui, yep. Galloway, you know, yep. Glover. There's a lot of these guys. Jordy Hunter. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of these guys have been putting up those reps in the off season, which yeah. I think is going to be, you know, be very important. It's what we them. always talk about with NBL one, isn't it? It, it, mm. it is, it is establishing itself as that legitimate pathway. Yeah. And it was great. Not just, not just the Kings boys, but a lot of the NBL guys played in NBL one, which was fantastic to see. Well, let's talk about that backcourt. You say it's possibly one of the best backcourts, if not the best in King's history, right? On paper. On, on paper. paper. Potent- well, it's the P's. Potential, you know, that potentially. Just to well, the pe- and the pedigree is the other word. Let's de- deal with Denzel Valentine first, right? Mm. I mean, he's a Swiss Army knife. He can do a little bit of everything, right? Just, well, I guess that's why the Pippin comparison, right? Yeah, I, I hear that. I hear that loud and clear, mm. right? Now, I know you said he's had injuries and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, Peter Nodge, a guy who plays basketball with us, Big Bulls fan, my barber, Matt, Big Bulls fan. Uh, and I, if you watch the documentary, the G League documentary recently on Amazon Prime, right? Yeah. The one thing that stands out for me is, is he going to be a good locker room guy? Is he going to be a good teammate, right? Yeah. Yep. You know, I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the, the skill yeah. set is not doubted, right? Yep. But a lot of these guys come down to the, to the league and, and the NBL and think, yo, you know, I'm the 14th pick in the NBA draft. Yep. I'm, I'm going to bring the ruckus, right? Yep. Can he can he be that guy who's going to be humble and and help this team and be a good teammate? I think um, again they do their the Kings are meticulous in doing research. Unlike Adelaide, right? And a big <laughs> okay there, uh, <laughs> but they are meticulous. Yep. And and look, Andrew Bogut, Luke Long. I mean, these guys have it's been there, done that. They've done it all. They've got enormous respect in the basketball community worldwide. Um, they know their stuff. Pongrass knows his stuff. And I just, I can't see it. I think one of the things, like, the, as you said, the talent's obvious. Like, that's a, wipe that away. I hear that. What yeah. it then comes down to is you're on the money, um, Woody. It's about character. It's about fit. It's about personality. Uh, and, look, from all accounts, he's been exemplary so far. Okay? That's all we can go on. Um, is, is kind of what comes out of, of King's HQ. Uh, and, and some of the people I've talked to uh, think that he's an absolute stud. I think he is as well. Uh, and, and, yeah, it, it, like, it is always the question. Look, it's the question with a lot of these guys. It's fair enough for me to raise that, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, because there's always – look, we know with Jalen, we know what we're getting with him. Uh, let's forget about that. We know what we're getting with DJ, you know, in terms of fit and – how great he was with Kings, sure. you know, and they're always with it with imports. It's always the question mark, you know, is is what as talented as they may be. I mean, perfect example of Mark Addison, you know, turned up and you know was was eating Big Macs and Krispy Kremes like going out of style. And I mean, I had I've, I've told this story a, a bunch of times, but you know, an NBA scout, actually a GM, told me that um, 
like they love Lamar, but they think he's a, a you know he's a box of Krispy Kremes short of the NBA. So that like that's how much talent he had, but it, like useless if you if you don't you know respect the game, respect your team, come in out of shape, and all that sort of stuff. Now none of that has happened with Denzel, and he's been terrific so far. Well, let's move to his backcourt teammate, right, um, Jalen Adams. Now he left the Kings a few years ago to look for opportunities overseas. I actually thought he might get an opportunity in the NBA, but he went overseas, right? Now, that didn't actually work out for him like he would have liked, did it? No. You know, it wasn't the greatest which is all, experience which is for him. It's the case. Oh, yeah. but the, the, thing is, the thing is, though, Woody, Chris Pongrass told me how much he was being paid by us, the Kings, and then how much he got paid overseas. <laughs> it was just, let's just say it was more than five times, well more than five times what the Kings were paying him. You can't turn that down. You, you can't. You can't. Not not for a guy that, yeah, you know, still has aspirations of, of playing the NBA. But as you know, you mentioned the great man Liam Santa Maria. He once said to me that the thing about the thing about Jalen is he he's got to be the guy. He's not going to be a guy that's going to come off the bench. I've heard Liam in the say NBA. that before. That's yeah, that's yeah. not that's not what he wants to be. He wants to be the guy on an NBA team. And the thing is, he probably has the talent, but does he have the physical attributes? Probably not. Um, and he wants to be the guy. So, you know, that's that's the thing. And, and maybe it doesn't work out that way for that reason. But, yeah, he's still incredible. And, I mean, I told you guys, I, you know, you sort of look back, it was one season, it's easy to be hyped up. But for what he did in that one season, yeah, you know, he sort of you, you just immediately put him in that upper echelon of Kingston. Yeah. Point guards, the CJs. The Steve Carfinos, I mean, just Derek Walton Jr., obviously, but that was later. But, yeah, I mean, you, you, you just have to put him up there, don't you? He was extraordinary. And he's, you know, he, he loves this place. He loves the team. He loves, he loves the, the city, man. The city. Yeah. And he's a showman. And, and yeah. Know, and, but just a great, great basketball player. He, he puts really, bombs on seats, man, as well, right? Yeah, which is going to be good, right? Which we talked about. That's, that's yeah. something that's important for the Kings, always has been. Um, and finally, let, let's talk about, we talk about Adelaide struggling with their recruiting. You talk about Cairns and how well they recruit. I really feel sorry for them. You know, you got DJ Ho, you got Shannon Scott. We can go back over the years and see how many times they recruited some great imports that eventually went and left for another team, right? Um, DJ Ho's a high character guy. I know you mentioned that he's injured and he's going to take some time to get up to speed. But what a great pickup. I know Robbie loves DJ Hogue, man. What a great pickup yeah. he's been for this team, right? Yeah, Robbie, I mean, you, you can probably speak to that. Yeah, I think an amazing pickup, right? I mean, he was, you know, right up there in terms of the best player in the comp, I think, last season. I know when there was talk that he was, you know, looking at other teams there, I was kind of like, oh, can the Wildcats get him there? And, uh, of course you did. Of course I did, but full credit <laughs> to the Kings for getting him. I think he'll fit in really You got well Alex Saar, bro. You got I Alex Saar. I mean, you got you Keanu Pinder, right, man. And we still yeah. got an import spot there as well. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, just quietly. But no, I think he's going to fit in really well. Um, obviously playing with a lot deeper team, I think, than what he had in, in Cairns last season. Um, yeah, like Matt said, he's obviously carrying a bit of an injury. Hopefully that's not going to linger too much into the yeah, season. But yeah, I think Kings fans are going to love what they see with him. He's just a player that's you know great at both ends of the court. It was the defense that probably surprised me last year. He'd get up and block shots there and you know really sort of work his ass off at both ends of the court there so yeah they've really got a good one there i think yeah, yeah no, while, we're while we're talking about the front court as well you know we, we talked about dj hug um jonah Bolton, as you mentioned matt he's going to take a, a while 
to get his reps yeah, and, and find will. his feet. But sure. how nice is it to have to have a guy like Jordan Hunter <laughs> who's going to be able to, you know, probably start and, and hold the fort yeah, for I the first bit of the season yeah. uh, and allow, allow Jonah to actually, like, you know, get, get up to speed. Yeah, it, it, it's a luxury. He's, yeah. I don't think there's, he, he's been, if he hasn't been the best backup big in the league over the last couple of years, he's probably close, he'd be top three, top four, easily. Yeah. Um, and um, it's it's great because, you know, we talked about our friend Benny Knight who's had a lot to do with Jordan over the yep. years. And, and he would he told me that, um, you know, Jordan maybe in the past didn't love the game as much as you wanted him to. But I think over the last three or four years, he's really gotten, you know, entrenched in, in the whole idea of, of being, you know, one of this team and, and really representing the purple and gold and, you know, really getting into that part of it. And you can see it. He always plays hard. He's got great mobility. Uh, you know, he, he can do things like pull out those games where he goes like nine for nine from the field. And you just say, what the hell is this? But that's what he's ca- – he's always been capable of that. I mean, we've seen him, you know, in Waratah League back in the day. And, yep. and um, you know, just – I know it's a different level, obviously. But, yeah, I, I think I've got enormous time for him. I always have. Um, and, and doesn't – he doesn't try and do too much. He just play. He knows his role. You know, he's again. That's what's great about this this Kings bench, is how many of them just accept their role without question. You know, why wouldn't you sign a lot of them? Yeah. You know, I mean, there was well, with one exception who is now with Illawarra, and I mean, I won't go into. There was some reasons why that happened, but yeah, yeah but uh-huh. the rest of the the rest of the the, the group, um, and you know, um, the Jordan in particular, have just been um, huge, and and he's. Yeah, I think he will start, Geordie. I, I really do. I'd be yeah, surprised. A lot of people automatically think, oh, it's going to be Jonah. But then oh. we go back to what we said. The guy hasn't played for three years. It's oh. going to take some time. He might down the track. Yep. Um, but not oh, yeah. now. I oh, can't see that immediately. All right. So quickly, guys, before we move on, we'll move from NBL Fantasy to Supercoach this year, right? So like we did every year, like we've done every year, Supercoach, Stud and Sleeper. Maybe I'll throw over to you, Robbie. Um, I mean, look, you've got, got to say DJ Hogue, I think, for the start. Um, we saw he Not was... worried about the, the shoulder or...? Yeah, well, I mean, that's... Yeah, I guess that's dependent on health there. Saying, saying he is healthy, I'd, I'd probably put him there. He's I'd, go, um, I'd, go, I'd go Valentine anyway, yeah. Interesting, yeah. We know some of the big guys like, you know, Hogue can you know, put up those defensive numbers. Jalen? Adams, yeah. 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 Only because he's going to have the ball in his hands and he's the scorer. He's more of that... Yeah, he's a great facilitator. We know that, but he's he is... At his core, still more of a quote scoring point guard, right? So, and Woods the sleeper, an absolute lock, Alex Tui. Now, I'm not going to give the score away because I know you guys are going to watch this Kings Melbourne game, but he's the leading scorer for the Kings tonight. Yeah. So, um, cool 19 points on six of 11 shots. So, yeah, Alex Tui, I think, for the sleeper, absolutely be able to get him at a good price. Yep, no, I agree with that. All right, yeah, before I won't, we... I, won't be, I, won't, I won't be watching the game, but never mind. <laughs> you've, right. seen the, you've seen the score then, right? I have, yeah. yeah, yeah. So be- it's only before- preseason. That's it. <laughs> it's only preseason. So before we move on, we've got a viewer's question just for you, Maddie. Right? Oh no! Uh, oh, just been God, sent really? in from our audience. So Jimmy, Jimmy Boyd, who's from Dremoyne, he's a big fan of the show. I actually know Jimmy quite well. He's a Kings diehard. Jimmy asks, Good on him, Maddie. You've been around the Kings organization for so long now. Mm. What would you say is your favourite Sydney Kings memory of all time? Right? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is hard, man. 
This yeah, is man. really hard. Because... I should have given you, I should have given given you some heads up about that. I know. Right? Thanks for that. God, talk yeah. about. Well, it's interesting because people people often ask me that, not the same question, but something along the same sort of lines. Um, around you know what was your favourite team? Yeah, that's what they ask. You know what what's your favourite team? Um, yeah, and 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 the the, the answer is always um, a team that actually didn't win the championship, which surprises people, but which was. 0708. But in terms of favourite memory, we we we've already talked about him, Dwayne. Yeah. I mean, it just it just is because that you know I'm I'm as you said. Oh my God, 24. That was that long ago. Holy cow. You know that was 31 years ago. Yeah, it's incredible. But the fact that I remember everything, I don't know. I don't know how because copious amounts of alcohol were consumed. Yes, in in the nightclub with you know Dory Kadahi and. Dory, who was like 16, and uh, anyway, let, let's not go there. <laughs> I'll get him in trouble. Uh, look, you know, Rodney O, I mean, come being, on, man. Being, I, always, I always go back to 92. I just do. Yeah. I, I, it was just, and, and again, people have this thing, you know, you, the rose-colored glasses and, oh, you know, you always romanticize the past and, and all of this. It's what drives me mad with this, you know, the LeBron MJ stuff, and you're kind of yeah. like, you seriously didn't see Michael Jordan play basketball, really. If you well, you young guys didn't, man. Ever, yeah. You know, and then this is me talking, that, saying that as, you know, my favourite athlete of all time is everybody, not that he was an athlete, but <laughs> my favourite, you know, player of all time is Larry Bird. And I saw him live and, you know, he the greatest player I ever saw in my life. And, uh, you know, and, and obviously Michael comes along and it's kind of that e- evolution from, yep. yeah. Anyway, but getting back to the, the, the question, yeah, my favourite memories... As hard as it is, I mean, look, obviously I was in Perth when we won the first championship. I was in, I was courtside for that amazing game five. Yep. Um, and I was on the floor hugging Chris Carrawell and everybody I could find, hugging Gorge and everything. And same with 05. Um, and then then obviously being a part of the, the, uh, the next two championships as well. But 92 was just extraordinary. It really was. That whole, that whole scene and, and what... What the king, every king's game at the entertainment center. I said this before was an event. It truly was. It was everybody wanted to be part of it. It was extraordinary, um, and it was just unfortunate we didn't win a championship that year. And, you know, one of the things I'll <laughs> one of the things I'll never forget is that um, you you'd remember Woody. You know the, that second level of the entertainment center and the play. The, they had the bar. They had bars there, and I do after game three on that Sunday afternoon. Um, the players would come up from underneath, walk up stairs at, in the stadium, and then open. They'd open the door, and then they'd come out, um, and then there'd be sort of like, you know, there'd be crowds there. There were thousands, and I remember. And I and when, <laughs> so I'm waiting by the door because I knew Dwayne was just about to come in, and he opened it up, and the whole place went berserk. Even with we'd lost, everyone was upset, but saw him and went crazy, and <laughs> they just crowded him, and oh. In a, autograph or so I was I literally I said do you want me to clear a path for you he goes would you I said yeah so I was literally Dwayne McLean's bouncer they just sort of get out of the way and you know, make way to, for, for train and um yeah and it wasn't just him I mean it was you know Kenny McClary and some of the stories with him and and Rodney and yeah and and like I said Dory Danny Kodai um you know uh, Tahi and and all of us and and how close we all were and how much fun we had and going on the road and all the stories from that. And yeah, 
it was just a fantastic time and because we'd never seen that before. You know, look, 89, 90, you know, when we moved to the entertainment centre, that was awesome that first year. And then 91 with Dwayne was great. We didn't even make the playoffs that year. Uh, but then 92 came around, man, and, and it changed everything. And you know, we've never seen anything like it. I probably, I'd love to see it again, but I probably won't. So, yeah, long-winded answer, but it, my favourite memory of the Kings is probably that year in 1992. Jimmy Boyd, you, you, you hit it first, man. You're 30, I think you're 30 years old, Jimmy. So uh, this is before you, you, before your time, bro, before you were born. So the Kings have got a long history and heritage and... Uh, hopefully you enjoyed that uh, that answer from Matt, right? Okay, so guys, we're running out of time, but one one quick question for you, Matt. Boston Celtics, how yeah. are looking this year, right? You happy with what they've done? Bring in Chris Tapps. I think they they brought in uh, Delana Banton, I think as well. I think right and it's kind of the fourteenth, fifteenth players, yeah. Yeah, I'll say Brissett, I think uh, O'Shea Brissett, maybe from yeah, yeah. I think. Mihal- yeah, yeah, Mihalovic, yeah. Mihalovic, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, they, threw the, they threw the book at, at, your, at your boy, Jalen. So, how you Which think... they were always going to do. They, they had to, they had to. They but, had I to. Mean, I mean, there was no way. I mean, and the thing is, that contract, I mean, people sort of, oh, my God, it's, well, why are you paying him this much money? The thing is, that contract's going to be <laughs> kind of not mid-range, but it won't be the... It, it'll be pretty soon with these new... With the new CBA comes in and the new broadcast deals that are just going to blow people's minds with the money that's going to come in. Like what we're seeing with, with Jalen is, is probably going to be, not as I said, it'd still be up upper echelon, but it, it won't be like shake your head why are you giving all this money to Jalen Brown because players are going to get paid yeah. big time. Imagine what Jason Tatum's next contract's going to be. Word up, word up. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. But anyway, yeah, I'm, I've kind of got mixed feelings about it because obviously Marcus Smart was one of my favourite yeah, players. Tough, man. Tough. You know, and I, I just, but there's a school of thought in Boston that he was, that he lost a step, that actually Derek White, you could make that argument, played better than he did last year, last season. So he's ready for more minutes. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it's, it's also the fact that I think part of it was they wanted it to get away from being Marcus's team. It needs to be Jason and Jalen's team. And I think Marcus might have been holding him back a little bit. I still hate the fact he's gone. I would love to have kept him. And obviously, on the he's been replaced by a guy that, on paper, um, you know, gives them a stretch big that can score a lot, stretch the floor, rebound. He's not a great rim protector as such, but then you've no. got Robbie Williams for that, and you got Al for that still. Um, they didn't they didn't give up that much really when you think about it to get a guy like Porzingis, so who obviously was once referred to as the unicorn. So let's see. The big problem is both they're those be, guys. They're going to be, look, they're going to be a top three team in the East. I mean, both those guys, you know, you talk about Paul Zingas, you talk about uh, the Time Lord. These guys got to get healthy, man. They got, they got. Time Lord's really players. not been healthy. He's yeah, no, he's mm-hmm. not. And then Malcolm Brogdon is not happy at the moment, right? No, that he's worries not. me a bit. Yeah, that, that worries. That, me that's a worry, bit. right? Because um, anyway, he was supposed yeah. to be part of that trade, then he wasn't. Yeah, and no, he didn't like that. He didn't like it. He yeah. didn't like that. All right, so let's 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 close things out here. Robbie, man, it's been amazing. Matt, having you chopping it up with you is always a great time, brother. Oh man, you know, same, we, lo- same we love here. your company. We love your yeah, company. Love, love you guys, and you you know you do an awesome job. Well done on um, the uh, the Hornets. I didn't do so well, mate, but you you did well on commentary yet again. So that was that was good to see. 
So hopefully, uh, hopefully your boys will be coming to play them on their home court this year. We we caught up that first season, didn't we? But they didn't play last year, so I'm sure when the schedule yeah, comes oh, out, we don't want to go. Year. You smashed us on that. God, yeah, remember I was there with the, the true. Two. Was oh, job, man. Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Are you happy, Matt? <laughs> Take us away, Robbie. Yeah, no worries. Well, yeah, no, I really appreciate, um, as Woody said, Matt, we'd love having you on there. Um, I'm certainly going to make this a regular thing if you're up for it. Um, we'll oh, just well, to... Everyone knows I'm an idiot when it comes to talking hoops, you know. I just, uh, <laughs> yep, stick you me fit, on and you yeah, fit in well with us. Yeah. Well, just a reminder where we can be found on Twitter slash X, whatever you want to call it. Um, oh, we're at Throwbacks Hoops. <laughs> <laughs> um, Instagram with throwback.hoops um, and of course our email address is throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com um, Woods before I throw it to you I should sort of point out for viewers um, you are going to be away for I think the whole month of October so I'm going to be having some special guests filling in um, let's talk about the special guests we got Jacinta Govin coming ah. to, to co-host the show we got Mookie Sky Rally what do you say Sky Rally is how we say Ski Rally Ski Rally, rally. alright yeah, Mookie I'll my boy um, and we got the sport blokes, Nathan and Stewie from Perth, coming to co-host the show when I'm away um, on holiday. So and we're going to make great. some predictions as well next week, Woods, as we've done sort of each um, season doing yeah. the show now. Some NBL predictions there, which we'll, we'll, you know, we'll talk about at the end of the season, how wrong and how right we were. So uh, what about you? Got any shout-outs for us, Woods? Man, I got my 40th birthday party coming up next Saturday. All those four sure people we just mentioned are going to be there. I'm a child. I wish I was 40. <laughs> um, the theme is throwbacks, Matt, and I'm going to be rapping that song that I just rapped at the start of the the show with my boy Rocky live with DJ Vinny. Um, it's going to be fun, and uh, yeah, awesome. if, if, if you can make it, make it, Matt. I asked you about it, but you'd be calling the game that night, right? So that might be hard for it. That's right. Yeah. On, yep. the, on the on the season opener for the Kings, unfortunately, but that's there you go. Yeah. All right, so Matt, what about you, man? Where, where can where can people find you, follow you, all that jazz, man? Tell them yeah. about the roundtable, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Filipino fans still want to kill me. Oh man! <laughs> I, I literally, I mean, people don't believe me. I, I can show. You. I, I, I had death threats. <laughs> there you yeah. go. God love their passion. Anyway, <laughs> um, at mattmc three 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 in honor of Mr. Bird. Uh, on uh, Twitter, um, Matt McQuaid on Instagram, and yeah, Facebook, and um, yeah, all, all that good stuff. So uh, we're we're actually doing our uh, roundtable season preview next week. We can't wait. And we're we going to have wait. Yeah, that, that that extravaganza, which usually which will go for two hours. I mean, we did the, the sort of the storyline thing with Mick Randall, as I said, with the Herald Sun, and that went for ninety minutes. Uh, it's just one of those things where you just it's hoops, man. I mean, you just we love, we love talking about it. So hoping to have a couple of special, well, we will have a couple of special guests on, So, uh, as we always do. So looking forward to that. Tell Some Adam, season Saranis Yakisavichis. That's how you say it. Yaskikevichis, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Saranis Yaskikevichis, yeah. Yeah. We still uh, love Saranis Marshallonis as well. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Like... Saw him play. He played at the Entertainment Centre before yeah. the Kings even existed. That Soviet yeah. team. Alexander Volkov, Remus Kurtnitis. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Hey? Tikkanen- yeah, Valerie Tikkanenko. Yeah. 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 Oh, man, they were awesome, those Soviet teams. Yeah. All right, Robbie, final thoughts? Yeah, well, just obviously continue to you know support the NBL and watch this NBL Blitz. Um, you know, you don't read too much into these pre-seasons, but I think it's a good opportunity to see you know some some guys getting minutes there. But yeah, really looking forward to to do our predictions next week. And yeah, absolutely um, love to have Matt on the show. Yeah, I'll be time. watching him and and commenting on them, <laughs> <laughs> sending nice. plenty of private messages. <laughs> watch out. <laughs> we love you, Matt McQuaid. You're the man. 
Thanks, guys. And from the team of Throwback Hoops, it's peace out. Thank you.